Hi, I'm Quentin D'Souza, and you're listening to Get Real Wealthy. Create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. In this episode, this member discovered real estate investing through property management. Her goal is to grow the property management company by finding off-market deals and managing those properties. We cover some sources where she can find deals and why finding the highest and best use for a property might be a better strategy. Have a listen. Nice to meet you. So uh, tell me a little bit about your uh, real estate investing to date and uh, what you're looking to do, and I'll see how I can help you. Sounds great. Um, So I started in this world by working with Natasha uh, in property management. Okay. And she opened up my eyes to like a whole new world of things I never thought I could do. Uh, So... I took action earlier this year and I bought my first property in Peterborough. It was a single family home. I do place it. Now I have the upper and lower rented. Mm-hmm. I am so happy about it uh, for so many reasons. One, when I first bought it, I thought I paid way too much for it and I was crying inside. Um, so let me give you some background about me. I'm an analyst by mm-hmm. profession, you know, analytical vet uh, valuation, stock valuation. I worked on Bay Street for many years. Uh, I left because it was just not jiving with me. That's a whole different story. We ain't got time for that. So um, <laughs> I'm just letting you know that. So yeah. I'm very analytical and I like to crunch the numbers. The numbers mm-hmm. is what has to make sense for me. And for me, I felt like I was getting a heart attack because I bought the house for 630. Um, and now a house two doors down sold for 880. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> not so bad after all. And uh, the cash flow uh, so far, after all expenses are paid, is 1500. So I can't complain. So oh, that's happy. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. Um, not to toot my own horn, but um, I'm really happy about that. So when it comes to Natasha and I, we work as partners and our goal is to grow our property management business here to basically number one. And the part of that is finding off-market deals uh, and managing those uh, properties ourselves. We don't have the money to buy houses and manage them ourselves right now. So what we're trying to do is do some flips in the area to kind of generate that capital and then, you know, go on to bigger and better things where we're a property management company, where we own properties and manage them ourselves. I think that's me in a nutshell. Okay. Yeah. And and that's okay. So that's, that's not a problem. What was the rents on the property in the upper and lower in Peterborough? So the upper is, $23.95 $23.95 plus utilities and lower $2,000 plus utilities. Yeah, that, that easily explains why your numbers are the way they are. Yeah. So, so, and that's really good. And, you know, the thing is, is what you want to try to be able to do is scale that, right? If you could, you know, do two or three of those, then, you know, you put yourself in a totally different position, right? And you don't always have to be the person that has the money, 
or do, do the financing. So there are other ways that you can go about purchasing real estate. So, um, you know, oftentimes you bring people together who have different components or skills and also the raising money for real estate course online is, is a good place to start as well. So it's, have you logged into the education REI website? I have been so swamped. Uh, I will. <laughs> I have plans of becoming less busy, meaning getting rid of my full-time job so I can do property management and real estate full-time. Yep. Uh, so. So you will. Okay. So, but one thing I, I would love for you to do is if you can log into the website, there is a off market and discounted properties course. It's actually a five hour course that's available to all members so that they can access and go through the, the, the whole structure of the process. It actually goes through um, uh, not only identifying opportunities, marketing, uh, it, it shows you how to do a deal funnel, how to go through the flow. It's pro and um, gives you lots of examples of other people who are doing it and how they're doing it. Um, you know, the, the other thing that you want to do, if you, if you want to do flips, an easy way to kind of start the process, have you ever driven by those signs, the we buy houses signs? Oh yeah. Uh, have you ever called any of those signs? No. So what you're going to do for me, every time you see one going forward is you're going to call those signs and you're going to say, hi, my name is Danielle. I am looking for flip projects in the area. I'm happy to pay an assignment fee. Can you put me on your buyer's list? Okay. Right. And so that's, that's one way to, to be able to do that. Now there, um, so finding the property is one part of that process. Uh, the other part is being able to finance those projects. Do you have any financing or have you talked to anybody about financing flip projects uh, in the past? Uh, yes. So, and we're talking, not me personally, I'm talking for ICPM, uh, yeah. the property management. So yes, we have, uh, we have an A lender that would lend us money for 700,000, which I don't know, in Oshawa, that doesn't go very far. Um, and yeah. So are, are they going to give you a, like um, first mortgage funds and then help you with second mortgage or promissory exactly. notes? So yeah. to, to find ways to kind of get money for the 100% of it. Yeah. We also have people, uh, actually some of our clients who've come to us and said that they were uh, willing to fund some of our deals for 8 to 12%. So that also works in our favor. Um, so for me right now, it's not it's not the money or the raising of capital that's the issue. It's finding the property. That's that's my sticking point right now. I've been on like oh, so I told you I'm a numbers person. So when I crunch my <laughs> that's what all of that was. Um, when I crunch my numbers, uh, dealing with some wholesalers. I'm finding that a lot of them are not the most honest people in the planet, which mm -hmm. I guess that's not news to you. Uh, and sometimes their assignment fees, I found that it's really high. And if I tie up a lot of my money in the assignment fee, then I don't have much to do the actual flip. 
Yeah, so the thing about wholesaling and, and marketing for wholesaling is sometimes you don't understand the background of, of the how much money actually goes into marketing. Some of those guys spend $25,000 a month on marketing, um, a month. So the reason why they have assignment fees is how to pay for those. And so that's sometimes the challenge for them. So just to give you like the, the background on that, um, with regards to like finding the deals and assessing whether they're good or not, that's your job as an investor. So if you think that the deal isn't good, then you pass on it. The, the thing is, is that um, you need to get on as many lists as you can so that if an opportunity comes up that you can take it or not take it. Um, or you have to do the marketing yourself and pay for the marketing. And, um, you know, that means putting up signs. That means online marketing. All of that stuff is in that course, right? So, okay. yeah, it's, it's all in there. The thing is that you have to do it and it takes a lot of time. So, like, a lot of times you'll hear about things like, oh, you know, like it's easy to find deals. It's not that easy to find deals. It, it, it Yeah, it takes a lot of work even for the wholesaler to do so. Or, like... You know, the other thing that you can do is create relationships with realtors and, you know, show that you're going to actually close on the property. Sometimes they may have a pocket listing or a listing that they know is going to be coming up soon. And then that's something that you can get in on. Um, so it just depends on the realtor, the team, that sort of thing. That's another way of doing it. Um, besides doing the marketing yourself, like what we've really been talking about is looking at other people who are bringing you the deal. If you, if you go directly to a, an owner and negotiate a deal, that's another way of doing it. Um, if you have a property management company, one of the things that you can do is you can often find from people who are um, um, thinking about selling from the people that you manage properties. That's a, that's a potential uh, source of deals for yourself too. Well, we started there. Um, it's just expensive. <laughs> Yeah, well, it always, but nothing is cheap when it comes to property, right? So no, that's, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's and and you, expensive is all in perspective, Rel right? Yeah, yeah, it's always relative. So if you think that you can get a deal yourself, then you have to be able to market for it, or either it has to do with you know you spend time doing it and um, developing the relationships to be able to do it, or you spend money on the marketing side of things in order to market it, right? Um, if you're getting it from somebody else, they will have spent the time or mark marketing money, so you have to pay them for that. Um, mm -hmm. If you don't think that there's enough deal in it, like it doesn't make enough sense, Sometimes what it is, is looking beyond what even the wholesaler or the realtor or whoever else has the property and looking at what the potential highest and best use of the property is to add the value that you want. So perhaps like you, you're getting it and they're telling you that right now it's a, a legal duplex, right? And then you look at it and you say that, well, there's enough land in the back here for us to do an addition and maybe make this into a triplex. And then you look up the, um, the zoning and you find out that it's a duplex, but it's actually zoned as a triplex. So you're able to bring up the zoning by purchasing at a duplex, 
you're buying it for let's say whatever 800,000 but then you add the additional unit and all of a sudden you have something that's worth like 1.2 million let's say and yeah. and so by, beyond the cost of you you know whatever you've put into it because of the new asset you brought to its highest and best use now you've added additional value so you have to you have to um, work at it so you have to find something and see something in the property that other people don't see or you have to solve a problem that other people aren't willing to solve so for example it could be that they are um it could be something like um there's cat pee smell in the house that's really pungent and you know you have to be able to solve those problems because if you can solve those problems then you could buy something with some value to it and as long as you know what the cost is to, to, to solve that problem, you can take advantage of the value lift. The challenge is in a competitive market where we are now, there are 100 people who can solve that problem, right? Or they'll pay more for it, right? So either uh, you have to buy it so that other people don't know about it, which is a private deal, or you have to um, you know, market, it, market for it yourself, so that you can, you know, um, find that private deal or you get it from like a wholesaler or something like that. So there is there is some challenges to it. Or if you're buying it like on like the MLS that you get there faster than everybody else. Right. Like you're you know, you have a relationship with a realtor who says this is coming up. You get in there as soon as it listed, lists, you put an offer on it and you're you know, that's a, another way of doing it, too. So. My, my best suggestion is if you are looking for off market, go through that, that course is about five hours of, of like practical advice on doing it. Um, I, you know, the, all the properties that I purchased now or have been for the last few years have all been off uh, private, like pocket listings or private sales or like I don't typically buy even the like any of the none of the apartment buildings that I've bought have ever been on the MLS, um, right? And same with like the like the last like the triplex I bought this year was not on the MLS. It was actually a, a neighbor to the property that I already own, and I just you know uh, kept in touch with the owner, and he said he wanted to sell. I said, okay, what do you want? And then. Uh, I, you know, I gave him a price and then he wanted $20,000 more. And I said, yes, <laughs> right. And because it was a no brainer for me, the property cash flows as a triplex and, you know, it, it's going to require some work, but you know, it, it, like the numbers make sense. So, you know, there, there are a lot of different things to do every week. If you want to, to find something off market, you have to work on it every week. You have to book time block time to, to work on it. Okay. And that's, and that's really the best way to do it, but go through the, like the, go through the mm -hmm. course, right? If you, yeah, if you go through the course, then you put yourself in a good position to be able to do it. One last question. Now this is a personal question for, for sure. little me. Um, I hear different opinions on how many deals or houses you should buy in a year some people are saying that you know you should take your time one to three a year and then others say as many as you can and I'm trying to understand the rationale behind those two schools of thought are you yeah. able to 
<laughs> I, I, I don't know why some usually somebody who puts a limit on something is because they have some sort of mental capacity limit or there's like they haven't scaled the business they're trying to do it all themselves right like um that's the way that i would see it it, it has nothing to do with you know uh the number of properties or the number of units i mean so far this year i've closed on 251 units um <laughs> Sorry, let me just that for a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what is that? What's the difference? Uh, it could have been, yeah. you know what, like really it just depends on the person. It has nothing to do. And somebody who gives you a, a, a limit is because they're limited. It's not because there is some sort of physical limit. They have some sort of mental limit that they've, they, they can't go past this for whatever reason, or they haven't developed enough scale to be able to do it. When you're getting started, maybe, you know, you, that's, that's what you can handle because you have a job or something else, but it, there's, it's, it's a personal thing. It's never, uh, there's no, there's no reason behind the, a number like that. It's, that's a, a mental blockage. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. Because I was trying to understand, like, you know, you have others who just say, you know, keep going, keep going, keep growing, grow. Uh, just make sure that your numbers work. And of course, I'm that person. Uh, but to say, you know, just do one or three a year and you'll be fine in 10 years. And I'm thinking, okay. <laughs> well, well, that's probably from somebody who's that, like there, they have that's the way they've done it. And they feel that that's the way that other people should do it. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, okay. I, I can't like, I I've seen, I have the benefit of seeing so many different real estate investors do so many different things. And I try not to keep myself in like a box. I can say, I can share my experiences, but I've seen people who wholesale who make enough money, like 700 K in a year. I've seen people who do flips do a million or, or more a year. I've seen uh, other people who just do buy and hold properties and they, you know, they're making tons of money off of their appreciation, but they're, they're not necessarily, they couldn't go to the bank and pull out the money. Right. So mm -hmm. like every, everybody's different and you have to find out and figure out what you really want and what works best for you and, and what, the reason is that you're investing in real estate. Um, if it's to replace your income, it's going to be different than somebody who perhaps is using it to like um, to retire from in 10 years. And maybe that's why they said three a year for, you know, okay. five, five years, because they, somebody helped them to figure out that that was the plan for them, but there's no right or wrong way of doing it. There's no one way of doing anything. It's always being like, you know, what works best for you. And, and then you, mm -hmm. you decide, right. Um, I, I never like to be limited by, by what somebody else says or, or tells me that that's the way that it should be done. Right. One, okay. one, one of the things I want to tell you is make sure that you come on to the Q and a calls. Cause a lot of these, like a lot of the people on the Q, like we have an experienced investor Q and a call and a beginner investor Q and a call. The, the experienced investor Q&A call is a good opportunity for you to do networking with other people, right? And by networking with other people, you get exposed to a different type of mindset and, and, and that helps you to think differently. Um, and then when you're, if you have just general questions that come up, investing questions, I don't do 
like one-on-one -on -one coaching or anything like that. Uh, I just do a Q&A call for everybody and, and that's how I give back. I, I just like, you know, I run my portfolio, right? So, and, and that, that's all I really do. And I really don't need to do anything else. But, um, you know, the Q&A call allows me to help other people and, um, you know, answer questions. So if, you, if you're stuck, um, you know, you can always like pop. I mean, I'm sure you can talk to Natasha too, but if you want a different opinion, hop on the Q&A calls. They're a great way for you to ask a question or get help. And it's all part of the membership, right? So. Right. Okay. Yeah. I just, I, for me personally, I just feel like you have such a wealth of knowledge. I've read three of your books now, property <laughs> management, uh, placing tenants and the scaling up book. Yeah. Uh, and I just have one last question. And I promise sure. I'll leave you alone. <laughs> How realistic is it for me to say that I can make $10,000 a month in cash flow in this market in two years? Is that realistic or is that just ridiculous? No, it's not ridiculous. It's all in like, don't. I know. I, and I think, you know what? I, I think I listened to someone that kind of messed with me a little bit. Like Natasha opened me up and then like I had this investor that was, it was like on another group call, um, not Dermaria obviously. And they were saying that, you know, when you put too much time into real estate investing, other parts of your life um, gets out of balance and out of the kelter. So that's why it's important not to do too much, just to do just enough. And I'm thinking, okay, but am I not doing this now so that I can free up my time so I could spend with my family? So like, it just wasn't making sense to me. And then I'm like, oh, maybe there's just something I'm missing. <laughs> you know what, it, like one thing that you're gonna need to, to start to do is just listen to people who you resonate with and who resonate with you and um, ignore all the noise because there, everybody and their mother, including your mother and everybody else will have an opinion about real estate. And um, if you listen to all of them, uh, like you'll never be able to succeed where you want to succeed. Like if you find somebody who is already doing what you want to do, then you should be listening to them that's who you should listen to and ignore everybody else because um, and it, it may not be me and that's okay. Like you have to find, you have to find who you resonate with. Right. Okay. And, and then follow what they have to do. Can you like, so I, I know what you're saying and yes, it can be a challenge, but like you can grow a portfolio if you decide to do a few things. One would be, you have to start to partner with people. Okay. You cannot do it yourself. There's, there's no way that you can get that size of a portfolio. And I would say you could probably get it done in three years. Uh, uh, you could do it faster depending on the, the, the number of properties that you, you can attain. But if you just got four more properties, like the one that you got in Peterborough or five more, you'd be like almost there anyways. I would be, but I feel like I lucked out because when I did my numbers for Peterborough, I was cash flowing at about five to 600. So everything else is just gravy. <laughs> um, yeah, but we say that all the time. I, I like, I, I did the same thing. We, we bought like, you know, seven apartment buildings. And when we bought it, the cap rate was 
you know, 1% higher than what it is now. So everybody, you know, the value of our buildings is 20, 25% more than what we purchased it at. I, I didn't calculate it. At, right? <laughs> so, you know, but what, what, like, that's not, that's not what you, you do. What you do is you find properties that cash flow, you buy them and you hold them. Right. And the more that you can, you know, um, acquire those, the higher the cash flow numbers will be. It, you you might be surprised, but you may not need ten thousand dollars, like in cash flow. You may end up only needing like four or five thousand dollars because there'll be um, ancillary benefits that come from investing in real estate that allow you to uh, scale um, your income in different ways. So you'll have like your property management business income. You you may do an occasional flip right? That throws in an additional 50,000 a year, right? You may do an additional, um, like maybe you start doing assignments to other people, right? Um, so there, there are like other pieces of income. I, I was talking to somebody today who had a $6,000 a month cash flow. That's what you know, his, his he was he he was fixated on the six thousand dollars a month cash flow. I was like, okay, that that's great, six thousand a month cash flow. But he had seven hundred thousand dollars from his assignments flips that he did this year. But he was focused on the six thousand dollars a month cash flow that, he, and he was. So it, it, you don't need ten thousand dollars a month, and you probably won't need it if you continue to invest in yourself and focus on the path on real estate. Um, and there's lots of different ways to do it. Just be careful that you don't get too transactional because what happens if you get too transactional is that you're always depending on the next transaction to eat and we don't want that to happen. That's why we have cash flowing properties so that we have that, you know, the, the cash, cash flow to sustain our lifestyle. And then, you know, anything addition that we get are, you know, influxes. So, um, you know, in, in an apartment building, for example, I may not be getting a ton of cash flow, but when I refinance that building, I'm going to get a, like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on the refinance that, that get, you know, paid back to my investors, but I'll also get some of that as well after the, they get paid back. So, and that's what I find with, you know, buildings. So, can I count on that as cash flow? Probably mm -hmm. not. But is it? Yeah, for me, it will be. And then mm -hmm. what do I do with it? I don't really need the money. I'll probably invest it into another asset, right? That's that's, that's what I, I'd most likely do. But you have to decide for yourself what that's going to look like. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, can you do it? Yes. You know, will you do it? That's up to you, right? <laughs> I like that. Okay. And that is it. <laughs> well, it, it's not. It's actually just the beginning. No, I know. No. <laughs> I went for this call, but yes, it is just the beginning. I know that you have a university there online. I am so excited and pumped to go through it all. Um, and I don't know. I'm just really excited about this journey and where it's going to take me. And maybe uh, in five years, I'd be like, Quitney, remember that? funny conversation where you were laughing at me and I was coming with my calculator and I was telling them <laughs> no no it's okay we all started I started there too that's what I was doing too we all have to start somewhere right I you know really like I, I didn't really start getting going in until 2008 right and it took me a while 
you know, from 2004 to 2008 to start buying multiple properties. And, um, you know, and I was doing the same thing with the numbers and everything. So we all start there. So don't feel like, you know, and, you know, and I'm, I'm just a regular person. Like I have not, I haven't done anything special. The only thing that I've done differently is I've actually taken action and done it. Right. And, um, and that's what you have to find is people who have taken action and done it because, uh, there are a lot of people who talk about it, who will give you advice, like the person who said you only have, can do three a year because of <laughs> your lifestyle or whatever that, that means. Right. Maybe they they had something that was out of balance and they got into some trouble or maybe like like a, a marriage fell apart or something like that. I, I, I don't right. know. Right. No, I don't know. no, actually, you're yeah. absolutely right. That's exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I did the same thing and I've been married for over 20 years. So. <laughs> I love so. my husband and I love my son. So I want to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, me too. I love my boys and I love my wife. And, you know, that's, it's, you know, that, that that's right. So like, don't like one person's experience doesn't make everybody's experience. Right. So it was nice meeting you. Nice connecting. Yeah, yes, for sure. <laughs> Thanks for listening to my conversation with our member. I hope you got some valuable information out of it. If you would like to create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing, make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. Until next time, I'm Quentin D'Souza. Get out there and take action. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for information purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to GetRealWealthy.com.